Hello there, welcome to Talking Dogs. It's a pleasure to have you here. I'm Graham Hall, and for well over a decade, I've been showing humans how to train their beloved, but often unruly, dogs. I'm known as the Dog Father, and you might recognise my voice from TV's Dogs Behaving Very Badly. Now I'm bringing even more experience and advice to you in this podcast in the hope that if you're running out of patience with your dog, you'll be able to leave confident and that you're armed with new training tools to try. In a little bit, I'm going to have a think about some of the unexpected benefits of taking your dog out for a proper walk. Things you might not have thought of before. But I want to start by getting into some news that's been doing the rounds recently over the last couple of weeks. Germany has introduced a new dog welfare law that, amongst other things, insists that people have to walk their dogs. That's a good thing, right? But they've been very prescriptive about how often and for how long. So what is this new proposed law in Germany? Well, it's not just about dogs, it's for all animals and it's for their welfare. So the principles are kind of really good. Things like you shouldn't keep a dog chained up, you know, all day long. You shouldn't leave a dog in a house and go to work and just forget about them for many hours on end and all that kind of thing. But they've also put a rule in, and this is what's really caught the eye of the media, about walking your dog. So the principle is, if you've got a dog, you should walk it. Quite right too, of course. We all know a dog in the neighbourhood that we know lives in a house and we've never seen them walk their dog. And that is, of course, wrong. So the new law is looking to sort of address that, right? But what they've done, and it's sort of, I suppose it's typical politicians, you know, they've put a rule in, taken expert advice, I suspect the agriculture minister, you know, she said, I've taken expert advice on this, I've taken advice. Perhaps she's not a dog owner, I don't know. But the, the rule is... You've got to walk your dogs twice a day, and it's got to be for a total of an hour. There was some confusion. It is a total of an hour, not two times one hour. But nonetheless, you know, a a prescriptive answer like that doesn't sort of work for all dogs, right? Um, All dogs are different. Each case is different, and you can't really have a one-size-fits-all. So, for example, if you've got a border collie who was born on a farm to chase sheep all day long, and you restrict him to two times 30 minutes, he's probably going to be climbing the wall. I mean, it's just not enough for that young, hyperactive dog, right? But, you know, you've got a little old lady neighbour who's got a 12-year-old pug. Pug struggles to breathe at the best of times, perhaps a breeding issue there, you know. It's 32 degrees outside. Forcing that dog to go out now and walk twice 30 minutes, I would argue it could even be cruelty. So... Clearly, we've got this situation where, you know, they're well-intentioned with it, but frankly, the law's an ass. This law's a suggestion at this time, because it's always the way that the media pick up on it and create this, this big, you know, oh my God, German dog owners have been told to, to walk their dogs and, and, and everybody's up in arms. I think the German equivalent of the Kennel Club um, made a few comments about it as well. You know, I think it's just not that well through. I'm sure it'll get changed before it's made law. I would suggest we probably don't want a law quite like that here. But on the other hand, you know, perhaps we should have something. I mean, what do you think? People should be walking their dogs and it should be relevant to the kind of dog they've got. But, you know, if you're going to get a dog, you need to put the time into exercising. I think the right answer to the question, how much walking does my dog need, is going to vary from dog to dog. To some extent, there's, a, there's an element of trial and error uh, involved here. 
I mean, I could say to you, okay, let's have a look at the breed. So he's a Border Collie, right? Border Collies are pretty hyper at the best of times, bless them. So he's going to need more exercise than, I don't know, let's say, uh, you know, a Labrador that was, was very much a pet Labrador, not a working dog. But that's not really very accurate because, you know, you can get Border Collies that are a bit lazy. And we've all known a Labrador that's been a, a bit bonkers, really. Ages are the same. You know, I've, I've had dogs that are like six, seven years old, as bouncy as you like, but another two, three-year-old dog who's not so bothered. So you kind of know from their behaviour, if they're happy and relaxed, then you're probably getting it about right. All sorts of behavioural problems have their roots in dogs not getting enough exercise. It's not just the physical exercise, it's the mental stuff as well when they're out and about. It's it, just like us. I mean, it's very interesting. I think just in the last year, we've all had a little taste of what it can feel like to be a dog who's confined in a house, not allowed to go out. It affects your mental health. And of course, I'm talking about, you know, when we've all been locked down. How did that feel to us? I mean, we were okay. None of us were starving. You know, we had a roof over our heads. But just that inability to get out and experience the world and interact with other people you know in the dog's case other dogs it has an effect on you and you behave in a slightly odd way in dogs that often translates to you know sort of anxiety problems sort of barking hyperactivity all sorts of weird things have their root really and not quite enough exercise Sometimes if you've got a problem when you're out and about walking your dog, it becomes really embarrassing. And what I've found in the past is that often that leads to the dog being walked less. So I, I remember going to see, it was a family in Leicester actually, and every time they got out the front door, the dog would, would sort of start to bark and he just got really excited because he was like, oh, we're going for a walk. You know, he wasn't aggressive at all. He was just a bit annoying. And I think the neighbours had perhaps commented and looked down their nose a bit. And so it was sort of halfway through consultation. I sat in their house. Um, well, clearly we were going to go out for a walk and see at all and uh, and i said how, how i mean is, is it every time how often well yeah well every time we do take him out we get this problem and i picked up a little bit on the tone of voice you know when you say every time you do take him out how often do you take him out oh 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 you know we make sure he gets walked at, at least um a couple of times a week ah <laughs> like, uh, so it's one of those catch 22s you don't take your dog out for a walk so he gets super excited so when you do take him for a walk he embarrasses you and because you're embarrassed you don't take him for a walk oh so it's really a question right let's go out for a walk i'll show you how to do this i'll show you the best way of keeping him calm but you need to get out and walk your dog I think there's a big question about how long you should walk a dog for. I got a phone call from somebody I'd gone to see oh, about two years ago and they'd moved house, started to have a new problem with the dog. It was actually a bit of a separation anxiety problem, something we talked about in the last episode. What was happening was they were going to work, putting the dog in the back garden, chucking a ball around for her, uh, and it was run, 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 run. You know, and we're, we're trying to blow off the energy from her, really, because she just gets a bit hyper when we leave these days. And then they were going to work. So, so I, I sort of asked, how, how long does this, you know, last? Well, it's about 10 minutes. So there's quite a revelation for them. It's like, okay, so... Perhaps you need to set the alarm a bit earlier and go for a walk around the block or something. Because think about the energy level. If you go for an ordinary walk, it's kind of walk, 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 and settle down. We're going to work. All right. What they were doing was getting the dog out the back for 10 minutes, going rev, 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 revving up to the high heavens. Yeah, woo, and gone. <laughs> and of course, the poor little dog's like, yeah, but, 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 but. <laughs> so 
they thought they were expending all their energy, which of course you can't really do in 10 minutes with any self-respecting dog. They were actually revving up before they left. So they probably need to walk for at least twice that amount of time, but a nice, steady, calm walk. There's exercise and there's exercise. There's a question I'm going to pose that you might not have thought of really, which is, well, if you can do too little exercise, which is definitely the case, is it possible to do too much exercise? Well, yeah, actually it is. Um, depends on the age of the dog and all that. And, you know, a vet would tell you, you could certainly overdo it. You can absolutely overdo it with puppies. You should be very, very careful and take some vet advice on how much is the right amount for your dog because those young joints can get kind of worn away and cause problems in later life. Some breeds are more susceptible to that than others. Let Labrador spring to mind. But, you know, I'm not a qualified vet, so ask your vet about that. But quite apart from that, from a behavioural point of view, the advice that's often given to people, and it's it's well-intentioned, is if you've got a behaviour problem, just check how much you're walking. If you're not walking enough, they can be climbing the walls, and that can cause all sorts of things. So that sometimes leads to people doing more and more and more. I once went to see somebody who'd had a bit of, bit of advice, which was, yeah, you need to walk this dog more, still a problem. I walk this dog even more, still a problem. They got to the stage where they were taking it in shifts. Between the family, they were taking this dog out for at least four hours every day. And he was quite a fit sort of dog. So the problem was he was hyperactive in the house. In the end, what they did was they created this super fit athlete of a dog who could keep the barking up for no end of time because his, his cardiovascular system was fantastic. So actually, sometimes, yes, you need enough exercise, but you need to be doing the right things behaviorally as well. More and more and more exercise isn't always the answer. It's a question of degrees, really. And there's no doubt that some dogs need a run, you know, and to, to a large extent that, that varies on the breed. So you've really got to know your breed. So if you're thinking of getting a dog, just think about your own lifestyle. Be honest with yourself. If, if you're a runner, great. Get a dog that likes to run. If you're not so much of a runner, then get a dog that's a bit more of a plodder. And there are some surprises out there too. We all think of greyhounds as a dog that likes to run. And it's true. They hold the record as the world's fastest dog, about 40 miles an hour. Whippets too accelerate quickly, even more quickly than greyhounds. So we think of running dogs as being whippets and greyhounds. But here's the thing. They don't run for very long, if you think about what they used to do on dog tracks and all the rest of it. Greyhounds are surprisingly lazy dogs. So do your homework, find out what suits you. If you want a dog that wants to run like the clappers for, for, for a few minutes in the park, back on lead and a little trot around, and then get back home and sleep most of the day, that could well be a greyhound. It might be surprising to you. So if you're going to get a dog, match a dog to your energy level. Do your homework. The thing about walking a dog is it's not just about physical exercise. So if you've got a big back garden, don't just think that you can let them out in the garden for an hour and that's the same as an hour's walk because it's not. It's just a massive great kennel really to your dog. They need to be out there sniffing things, experiencing things. Every time a dog sniffs where another dog's been, particularly if it's somewhere where they've urinated, actually, it's like reading the local newspaper. It's like, oh, 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 she was here, was she? Oh, she's gone that direction. It's like, oh, oh, not very long ago either. It's all fascinating stuff for a dog, and it's stimulating the mind. It's not just about physical exercise. There is no substitute for sort of getting out there and socialising. We know that as humans, and it's no different for dogs. So I split my walk 
into parts when I'm walking. I call it on duty, so it, it's not exactly obedience style, sort of crufts kind of walking down the street, you know. But it is, I walk, you walk with me. It's my pace, we decide when to stop and all the rest of it. But there comes a point, and I call it break time, and that's when I'll, I'll literally say, okay, and, I, and I'll, I'll let her sort of go off and do her own thing. And I might actually let her go her own way. We're just allowing her to, to say hello to other dogs, perhaps, you know, have a little sniff, meet other people. And when it comes to socialisation, you can't do too much of experiencing all the things that life has to offer, in, you know, including people with the high-vis jackets on or the bin lorry or, you know, all of those things, everything you can think of. And you can't do that unless you go for a walk. We often think about socialisation as being, uh, you know, a puppy thing, and, and it is. I mean, it's very important to get as much socialisation as you can with puppies, and I'm sure we'll be talking about that uh, another time. But it also applies to adult dogs as well. They've got to get used to the environment they're going to be in. And when you rehome a dog, um, sometimes you don't know where they came from, other times you do, but they often end up in a new environment at your place. So I had a situation where I went to uh, I went to see a family, and we got about halfway through the consultation, and they said, "Look, there's, there's this other problem we've got with the dog, and it's it's sort of it's kind of embarrassing. We think he might be racist. I said, what do you mean racist? Well, he doesn't like he, he just doesn't like black people, and the family were Afro Caribbean heritage. They were black themselves, and it's just crazy." Fine with us, although it was a bit funny to start with, but if we go down walking down the street and he sees a young guy walking towards us, you know, if it's a black face, he goes bananas. But he seems okay with white teenagers. You know, what's going on there? What had happened was he'd come from a farm out in the country and there was no value judgment there at all. It's just that bless him, he'd never seen a black face in his life. And he's now in an area where you see people of all sorts of appearances, you know. So it's just a question of getting him used to it. So you can't do too much socialisation and that's what a walk's all about if you'd like my help support or even just my opinion on a particular dog behaviour issue do send a voice note to talkingdogs at avalonuk.com I look forward to hearing from you and offering you some guidance in a future episode meanwhile thank you for listening I'd love it if you'd rate, review or subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a vital training tip Take care of yourself and your dog, won't you? Bye for now.